Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's time, it's time for the Draft Dudes Podcast. What's better than this? Your hosts, the Draft Dudes themselves and co-founders of the Draft Network, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino. Guys being dudes on the Draft Dudes Podcast. And it starts now. is better than this it's guys being dudes here on the draft dudes podcast host kyle Krabs, along with co-host chris schubert joe marino is off today he is floating around somewhere over top of the united states flying home right now (laughs) and uh this is not necessarily a regularly scheduled programming because we do not have joe but uh, Joe Marino and I, thanks to our friends over Panini who hooked us up and continue to hook us up with all of the uh, the pillars of the NFL counter. They sent us out to SoFi last night for the Rams-Bills season opener, which was just chef's kiss if you're a Bills fan. Uh, as a casual football fan, very enjoyable game. But uh, we're going to talk about kind of the, the reactions to it here on the show. And I've got a couple punch list things I want to talk to. And Chris, I know you had a chance to enjoy the television copy. Uh, that is not a passive-aggressive shot at not being at the game. It was just we have different perspectives to talk about the game, and I'm very excited to hear what your perspective was from watching from afar. Chris, how we doing, my man? We're doing good. Happy Friday to you. Happy National Teddy Bear Day. Happy National Wiener oh. Schnitzel Day to you. Those are your two days that you can that you can celebrate however you want. And you you and Joe were together last night at the football game, and we I have a been Wiener Schnitzels at the game. Yeah. I have been with you guys when you're at a game, and sometimes when you're at a game in person, some bets get thrown around. You're like, oh, let me take this, let me take that. Well, if you're going to do that, if you're going to be with your friends. Yeah. You might as well use Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, you events, where your mouth is. first to market odds and lines. You got reviews and news for every league, Major League Baseball, every the NFL, league. NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Head on over to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to sign up and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BLEAVE50, that's B L E A V 50, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Where the game starts. I got a lot of thoughts about this game, Kyle, and none of them I, – I, I have I have broadcast thoughts because this was Tariko and Collinsworth and it was the first time that we were in this post-Al Michaels I, I would, world. I would love to, to hear that because that I, I have zero exposure to that component of the game. And everybody listening probably watched the game in some degree last night. But this is, this is unique content for me, so I selfishly am going to ask you for your broadcast thoughts first and foremost. So Tariko, I like Tariko, right? I've had a chance to meet Tariko when I was at journalism school. Nice guy. I, I appreciate what he does. Collinsworth in, in in pockets can be really good, and I, I tend to appreciate him. And listen, I think we can all agree Josh Allen had a very good performance last night, right? And the Bills looked very good, right? That's the, probably takeaway number one. Bills good, yeah. Rams question marks, right? I think if we're yeah. going to go high level, 10,000 foot view, those would be our two statements. But on one singular drive early in the first half, they compared Josh Allen to both Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. And I was like, okay, I'm out. I'm out. I'm putting the the rest of the commentary on mute. I'm not doing this tonight. It's the first game of the season. We're not comparing Josh Allen to two of the greatest quarterbacks of all time after one game of the regular season. I'm not doing it. Well, we also needed to put John Elway and um, 
I don't know who's like the who's the greatest fictional quarterback of all time. Well, greatest fictional quarterback of all time. Wow. Yeah, I don't know who. I don't know who we would put in this category. It's like I'd probably put Willie Beeman at the top, but that's me. Okay. It's like fine. compare. Go go ahead and throw John Elway and Willie Beeman comps in there while you're at it. Right, just it, throw the whole going at. It was just, it was on the same drive. It was like three plays apart. Like Collinsworth was like, man, it's like I'm watching Tom Brady out here. And then like Allen made a check at the line. Like he walked up to the line and made it like a check or made it, made an audible, just corrected something. He's like, oh, nobody he's, else does he, that. He looks like Peyton Manning out there. And I'm like, guy, come on. Can we just not, can we not do this? It's the first game of the season. I know Josh Allen's great, but just easy. Just relax. Well, so yeah, we'll, that, we'll see if we can kind of get swept up in the one game sample size hyperbole, because there's a lot of takeaways from the game itself. Two, and that's kind of the tightrope you got to walk, right? You got to figure out what is what is overreactive, what is too small of a sample size to really care about, or like where is the actual excitement level for the Bills, and where is the actual concern level for the Rams? I'll leave it up to you. What team do you want to start with? Because I have a lot of thoughts on both teams, both positive let's and negative. With, let's start with the Rams. Okay. More more negative over here than positive, I will say. If I was gonna, if I'm gonna be completely honest, uh, I I am of the belief, and I'm not a doctor, but I will play one here on the Friday edition of Draft Dudes. I am uh, increasingly concerned that Matt Stafford is not okay. He doesn't look okay, and it, it was it was beyond just the arm, right? Because he made a couple nice throws. The throw to Cooper Cup in the red zone for the touchdown was an incredible throw. The out route that he threw to Cup for the 23 yard gain was an incredible throw. He had a couple of really nice throws. But even beyond just the arm and what his throwing release looked like and the accuracy over the middle of the field where he threw the interception and like dumbly cute for no reason, no look passing, trying to throw Cooper Cup open on that in-breaking route when he is wide freaking open and then you missed him high, right? Like there's little nitpicky things and, and cool, like Stafford does that, but do you need to do that when he's wide open? I don't know. Um, Stafford did not look comfortable at all the entire game. And from like, you look up happy feet in the dictionary and it's like the picture of the penguin from the movie. And oh, then yeah. right below it is Matt Stafford in the pocket. Can, can you blame him? was super skittish. And here's the thing, Chris, did you see the, the tally after the game on the number of times that the bills blitzed? I did not see that statistic, no. So this the Bills will be a, did not blitz once the entire game. Did I'll be honest, watching the game on TV, didn't feel like it. Felt like they were coming after him with the way that offensive line played. Stafford was petrified in the pocket. Super uncomfortable. And granted, Von Miller went through Joe Noteboom like he wasn't even there. Right? Railroaded him. Okay? So I understand, but he's getting to the top of his drops and his, his base completely breaks down. I don't know if this is a matter of I didn't get as many reps building up to the season as maybe we would have liked for him to get. I don't know if this is rust. I don't know if this is a lack of trust in your offensive line. I don't know what it is. But, like, Austin Corbett coming back, Andrew Whitworth ain't unretiring. Like, these are the dudes you got. And, yeah, you were missing um, Logan Bruss. Your third-round pick was who was scheduled to start at right guard was not there. The rest of the guys were the guys and just completely overwhelmed up front. Yeah, I, I think to your point, I think it's probably all of those things, right? It is a offensive line that I think has a lot of questions. I mean, let, let's be fair, Kyle. They couldn't run the ball. 
they couldn't get anything going no, running they, the football. They were brutal running the ball. Uh, like, with and, the exception and, and, of the one toss down going in for the touchdown that they, they tossed to Henderson and, and they got the edge. But that was because they, they successfully climbed up to both second level players. Right. That was the only reason they got it. Other than that, it was they were getting met in the backfield and they couldn't do anything. And it, I, what I think is interesting, at least as a note here, and I think it's a footnote, all things considered, was the usage of both Daryl Henderson and Cam Akers. I thought that was an interesting thing to to take note of from this game. But they couldn't run the ball. You have an offensive line that's a bit that's a bit of a question mark. And I also think that even if Stafford, because they talked about it, he had the surgery, right, and he rehabbed um, in the offseason – so if he if he's coming back from that, right, there is rust he has to knock off. So maybe it's that the elbow is is clean and it's better and it's better than it was last year, but he is still recovering from this injury. So you have all of these things that add up. And let's be fair, the Bills are a pretty good team on the other side of the football. So it's like you have all of those things that factor in and you get the performance that you get from last night. But to, to me, Kyle, I, I think this this is the if, if we're going to look at it from a one game sample size and kind of overreact, which is kind of the idea of doing this show, because we're not going to do course. this for every Thursday night game. We're not going to do this lean, for every game that gets played. Into it for this so we'll lean into it today on the show is this is, I think, the the negatives of the stars and scrubs mentality that the Rams have had. They don't have a ton of people they can lean on if things don't work elsewhere. If Stafford's struggling, where are they going to lean? The defense isn't isn't what it was a year ago. Like They have Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. That's kind of what and, you're leaning and, on. Well, And you got Bobby Wagner on the second level, but they, they had no pass rush. Couldn't they get after no anybody. They, nope. they, and, and I'll give Terrell Lewis credit. The dude was all over the field last night for the Rams, the edge defender for the Rams. But they they were completely incapable of threatening Josh Allen with an organic pass rush up front. Could not do it. Well, and on the one touchdown, on the one touchdown that Josh had, the rushing touchdown, they had everything covered, and he just, it's just Josh Allen, right. and then he just beat you. And it's right. like, okay, that's, like, <laughs> you, well, what are you going to do then at that point? Because that's the best you're going to be able to offer, and he still beat you. And, and Bobby was in position to make the play. Right. That's the thing. Bobby, Bobby was still in position. To make the play. I think the, the other thing that concerned me, and, and I think maybe this is, this is probably now that the game has settled and the dust has settled, you kind of felt like Sean McVay knew what he did and he didn't have, right? They made mm-hmm. no adjustments. They made no adjustments the entire game. They ran 11 personnel, every single offensive snap. They sat in too high and played odd front. And they just said, we're, we're going to let you make mistakes and we're going to play soft and try not to give up the big plays. Well, then Jalen Ramsey, when the game's starting to get away from him, he gets a little nosy on the, the, the number two route and he lets Stephon Diggs run right by him. And there's, there's your one explosive play. And um, they come out of the timeout and they hit Gabe Davis over the top for the other 50 plus yard completion. But like the Rams were bad situationally. They were bad and sloppy coming out of TV timeouts and you know, called timeouts. Uh, they did not make adjustments throughout the entirety of the game. They could not run the ball. They, they knew they couldn't run the ball. And I was glad Sean McVay fell on the sword in the postgame press conference because we're sitting there up and watching it from the back end zone, and we're watching the game like, are the Rams going to try anything else? Or is this just, well, yeah, we, we, this is really what we have right now. And we have to do what we have to do. And we have to kind of hope that the game doesn't get too far away from us and that we can keep it close. And that's how they called the game. And the fact that well, situationally coming out of timeouts, you come out of a timeout and you got 12 men on the field. That's on a brutal. third down. On a, yeah, defensively, that's just brutal. It, it, it's killer. It's killer. And it, it, 
You know, they, they had gotten a negative play the play before that, so they had set themselves up to get them behind the sticks, and then they gave them a free five yards and put them right back 90% on third down just for Buffalo's offense. Just It was a brutal showing in every state. And you mentioned the Stars and Scrubs, Chris, and we did, the, like, we, we did this exercise, and we did it for all the teams, right? And so I came back, and I'm sitting here looking at the roster breakdown. The Rams of, of, of teams that are in the top third of the league in our roster power rankings that we released yesterday, we did the podcast on yesterday, no team has more uh, practice squad caliber player or worse players in the top 12 than the Rams do. I mean, Brandon Powell, you know he's got special teams value. Both are backup quarterbacks. Obviously, they can't afford to pay a backup quarterback any reasonable money. Uh, Bobby Evans, uh, Tremaine Ankrum, Coleman Shelton, who started last night for them, uh, Christian Roseboom, Michael Hecht, Hoked, uh, whoever the, the poor other linebacker was that stiffed Josh Allen in the postgame scrum. I don't know if you saw that or not, but Josh, I did like, not. it was, um, what's his name? Please forgive me. Joe is not here to fill Buster. You, yeah, it you're producing J- over there. Jake, Jake Gervais. Jake Gervais okay. stiffed Josh Allen in the, the post game, and Josh turned around and did like an eye roll, like, okay. like, like but, but these are all like practice squad caliber players, and they're on your 53. Mm-hmm. And then you, then you get into guys like Ben Skoronek, who's, who's playing and got more run than Allen Robinson did. And Which... like, I get it. Ben Skoronek can play special teams, and Ben Skoronek can, can block. But from a receiver's perspective, he gives you nothing about it. It's like you, you add it all up. It's like 12 players. It's like, okay, cool. This, this is like a quarter of your game day, 48-man game day dress in pads roster. It's like practice squad caliber <laughs> players. Bless you. So when you get a couple guys who lay up or don't perform well, like you said, it's, it, it's going to be really hard to overcome against deep and competitive rosters. I think they, they will their stars will allow them to really beat up on poor teams. But as this season plays out, like – we don't talk enough about how they they've lost eight adequate starters or better this offseason from the roster. It's almost half your starting twenty-two gone this offseason. And yeah, yeah, you got a couple guys stepping in there that are quality players to replace them, but the depth on this team is gonna be a problem all year. I, I think that the big thing that they need to figure out is they need to figure out how they're gonna establish the run because it opens up everything else that Sean McVay wants to do. If they are unable to run the ball, then none of it works. Doesn't matter who you have back there playing quarterback. If you are not able to establish the run and be able to protect your quarterback, you're not gonna go anywhere. So that's gonna be the big question mark is are they gonna be able to do this for the entirety of the of the rest well, of the season? And it didn't look great. It didn't give me a lot of confidence last night. They are um they have two get right games. Defensively, they play the Falcons and the Cardinals the next two weeks. So, yeah, that certainly would be if you're going to put two games on the schedule: the Falcons and then a team that you've owned in your <laughs> yeah. history, the Cardinals. So, yeah, those that would be two if you put those on the schedule uh, that, that you would like. Uh, do you want to talk about the Bills? Yes, let's talk about the Bills. So, the big takeaway that I have, and I, we won't devolve the show into this, but the big takeaway that I personally have watching the Bills play football. Boy, is my team not even in the same solar system as that team. Like, it is it is so noticeable. You watch the Bills play and you go, if you're if you're a fan of a team like me with the Jets, you go, boy, are we a ways away from that. Like, that's the only yeah. takeaway that you can have. They're, they're the standard, right? They, they have the best roster in the NFL. That's how we graded them. I know a lot of people feel the same. Um, we had three turnovers in the first half, and it was 10-10. And I know Josh Allen mentioned that in the post game, he said, you know, I felt great at halftime that we, 
made as many mistakes as we did, and it was zero zero. And we said, okay, let's correct it and play thirty minutes of football. And lo and behold, you go out and you, you outscore them twenty one to nothing in the second half. Um, they're ferocious up front. They got a bunch of blue chip players defensively. Uh, hey, by the way, Tre'Davious White didn't even play in this game, and they they still had the success that they did. And that's a, a credit to Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer and. Uh, Tremaine Emmons and Matt Milano, like everybody in the middle of the field that, that just allows them to play and dare you, dare you to make throws, breaking to the sideline, to the field, outside the numbers. They're going to dare you to make challenging throws. And Stafford hardly ever looked at it, right? Mm-hmm. He hardly ever looked at it. He got a couple. He had the one off the spot, the first big throw to Cooper Cup when uh, rookie Christian Benford didn't sink because Stafford flushed outside the pocket, kind of freezed him. Um, but you know, that, that's the Bills' recipes. We're, we're going to make you work for it, and we're going to make you consistently make good decisions and go down the field. And if you miss high and it goes off Cooper Cup's hands, guess what? We're going to be there and make an interception. And if you're going to deep set us, we're going to power rush you and collapse the pocket. And Von Miller is still an alien and a freak, and he's not, not even a guy that I mentioned at this point. Uh, yeah, they're the standard. And, and you know, I talked to Joe Marino this morning, we're sitting downstairs having breakfast, and we did say, like, it's it's hard. We all expect, like, the Bills are betting favorites to win the Super Bowl for a reason. And the Bills, we are acknowledging, have the best roster in football. But last night was a mixture of all the things the Bills did well, but then also, like, the Rams just as – and that, I think that's why we probably committed the first two-thirds of the show to the Rams. They did a lot of bad stuff. They they exacerbated this. And when you play a good team like Buffalo, like you can't not run the ball. You can't throw three interceptions. You can't make those situational mistakes coming out of timeouts. And and you, you have to play a close to, not a close to perfect game, but like you gotta play a great game. Mm-hmm. And the Rams played probably a worse game than they played all year last year. So it's it's like how much of it was all the great things Buffalo did versus how much of it was just how bad the Rams are. And the truth's always in the middle. Somewhere in between. A mix of both. Yeah. Uh, I I will say this, and and maybe this is because I have not paid too closely to Bill's training camp and Bill's preseason games. I've kind of Mm -hmm. been focused on my own football team, which has been a bit of a disaster recently. But I was surprised, at least personally, the game starts – and Christian Benford is out there starting over Kyrie Elam. Like that was that was a bit of a shock to me to see that to open the game. And they made a note of it on the broadcast. But like I mentioned at the beginning, the broadcast kind of leads you astray at times. And I was like, okay, maybe I missed something here. But I don't remember. Listen, the two people I talk football more than anybody else are you and Joe. And the conversation has never come up that Benford was going to be the starter over Elam. So I thought that was a yeah. bit of a surprise in the early start of the game as well. Yeah, and ben- Benford played really well. Um, Benford played well in the preseason too. So I wasn't surprised. So you, you kind of watched it, and Elam was out there on kickoff team. And we saw in the warm-ups that Benford was was taking snaps, the, the walkthrough reps with the one, and just like, Benford's going to start. Holy cow, Benford. Like, he was blindsided by it. And then, like, a little bit into the game, you then saw Benford out on kickoff team and just like, I bet they're flipping him. I bet they're, they're getting them both reps. And, and sure enough, that's what they did. They kind of got them both action. That and the right tackle spot was the spots for Joe. And he was really interested to see. I, I think for Buffalo's standpoint, too, a conversation that we had throughout the course of the game, their personnel usage was really interesting. You know, we, with Ken Dorsey now, instead of Brian Dable, Brian Dable runs a ton of 10 and 11. 
they're out there in 12 and Reggie Gilliam's getting a ton of run mm-hmm. and lining up out wide and the Rams are, are playing quarters and Jalen Ramsey's lined up over top of, of Reggie Gilliam lined up outside and Zach Moss had like six catches and Joe made a great point where he said, well, the first touch that James Cook got, he fumbled, yep. right? So Never good. Odd, odds are a bunch of the Zach Moss action that he got was probably designed for James Cook. And then James Cook fumbled on the first possession on his first touch. And they said, okay, that's cool. Um, we're going to sit you down and like, get your feet back under you. And then, of course, Zach Moss fumbles later in the game. And I think that's, that's the thing for, for Buffalo that if I'm looking for like a critique on what something I want to see, they're running all this toss action, right? And you've got two, four, six, five, four, seven guys in Devin Singletary and Zach Moss. And Joe's like, if either one of these guys had juice, these are home runs. You're hitting they're home not. runs. Right. <laughs> not but, with those but, guys. <laughs> yeah. But but not with Devin Singletary. Like you see, you see all the wash and all the stretch, and the backers aren't getting over top, and the edge is getting collapsed. And he's like, oh my God, go. And Devin's like, slowly tracking onto the toss before he gets upfield. <laughs> and he ends up getting like 12 yards. It's a really good run. But it's like, man, if you had somebody that could really press the line with force getting the ball there. Um, so that I think that's for James Cook moving forward. Okay, take care of the football so that hopefully this can get ironed out and you can have the role that they envision for you to have in the offense. I'll tell you another thing, another storyline that's probably not going to go away is everybody was talking about the emergence of both Gabe Davis as the wide receiver two for this team and then Isaiah McKenzie taking over in that kind of slot wide receiver three role. Will both guys catch a touchdown in this game? So that that's obviously going to kind of keep the momentum for those two guys moving forward into those roles. Um, so I thought that was an interesting takeaway as well is that both of those guys had good games and they both caught touchdowns. So in the box score department, they're going to they're going to be impressive. How many catches did Gabe Davis finish with? You know what, Kyle, as the producer of this program, I can pull that up for you here if you just filibuster uh, for me for a moment. He, By the way, on the on the touchdown that Diggs caught, I don't know if you saw our good friend and colleague Ryan Fowler put up, uh, retweeted the kind of the, I don't know how what you describe it as, but it shows the route from the all 22 angle with the numbers. Yeah. Gabe yeah. Davis wide open on the play too. Like Josh Allen could have picked who he wanted to throw the ball to. So he could have had a, yeah. he could have had a deep completion to Gabe Davis or he could have had the touchdown to Stephon Diggs. It was really kind of a, uh, his choice. But I am uh, pulling up the box score here uh, as we do this. It's four, uh, four for 88 and a touchdown. So four for 88 and a touchdown. And then um, Isaiah McKenzie had the two catches for 19 yards and a touchdown as well. So those were those, were so those two big, performances. Big, big win for Joe Marino on um, Bet Online because I pointed out the prop of Gabe Davis plus three and a half catches plus uh, 80 yards and a touchdown. Wow, that's huge. He got it. So there was some – see, I knew when I did the read at the beginning, I knew there was some action. When when we're together, you can never not be something. He he ate up a bunch of props, and I don't know how well he did. I know he bet the over. The over was 52. Yeah, we didn't uh, get the there. Bills did their part. The Bills did their part. Rams didn't do their part. I had it as Uh, well. Rams did not. But – yeah, there was some good action in that game. Uh, the, the the props always keep it fun. I'm going to see what I can get into for uh, Miami because that's now where I am headed. Uh, so I woke up in Philadelphia. Okay. On Thursday morning. Thursday morning in Philly. Flew to, flew to L.A. We're in L.A. for the game last night. For the game last night. Woke up in L.A. this morning. Okay. And I'm taking the red eye tonight to fly to Miami for Saturday. Wow. And then I am in 
uh, Miami for the Dolphins Patriots game week one. And then my flight leaves at 9.30 p.m. on Sunday to come back to Philadelphia so that I will be home as regularly scheduled for the start of next week. For a mock draft Monday on Monday here on the podcast. There you go. You love to there see it. So uh, we'll, we'll another great week. Dude, we got another great week of college football. Oh my God. The so NFL. Joe I, dude, Joe and I were going through the college schedule. There are three ski, screen-worthy games in the dude. noon, three, and seven o'clock slate. And then, oh, by the way, you got Baylor BYU at 1030. You just, what the hell? You have to, we, you gotta borrow, you gotta, you have to borrow other screens. Like you have to find other friends. Like, can I borrow a TV? You just got to have multiple screens. I don't know what I'm going to do. Like I, I, cause I'm not, I'm at home. I was originally scheduled to fly on Saturday from LA to Miami. And I said, you I can't, you moved what am I going to sit there on the plane and stream? And, and first of all, bank that the Wi-Fi on the plane is going to work and then stream a single game. No, can't, can't do, do it. That. I get a bit, I got to be butts in seats ready to go. So that's that's what we're doing, and we're going to be locked in, and we're going to have a lot of great discussions next week coming off of that. So we hope you guys enjoyed today's episode of the Draft Dudes Podcast. Kyle Krabs, Chris Schubert, Joe Marino floating around somewhere, uh, not participating in today's uh, festivities while celebrating a victory Friday for his Buffalo Bills. Uh, but we uh, thank you guys for checking out the show. We thank our friends over at Line for their continued support of the show. Make it a great weekend of football. Talk to you all again on Monday. Thanks for being here for another episode of the Draft Dudes Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. While you are at it, help the dudes out by leaving a rating and review. Want more? Head over to www.thedraftnetwork.com or follow us at The Draft Network on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.